Hi, welcome to Stories from My Drinking Days. My name is Harry Fell and I am the founder of NOLO Cocktails and Bars. We are joined today by Samantha Bai, who's an international mountain leader and outdoor wellness coach. Welcome, Samantha. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, you for having start... me, Harry. It's lovely to see you. <laughs> Excellent. Do you want to start off by telling us sort of like um, when you started drinking and um, how, how your relationship with alcohol started? Yep, so I started um, my alcohol journey, I suppose I was exposed when I was like 11 or 12. Um, I was a French speaker, I'm fluent um, in France, um, and I was always given the task of booking the summer holidays and the logistics. And I was invited by a French waiter at the time to have a, a glass of red wine with the milk. So um, I've always had a fairly good relationship with alcohol um, and also like in France there's a big culture around wine um, yeah so that's where I started my I had my first drink. Excellent and so were you living in France at the time or was that on holiday? No holidays holidays yeah. yeah. And then um, how did your relationship with alcohol develop from there? So from there, I've always respected alcohol. I've, with my traveling and my adventures that I've done, I've done a lot of sailing and in the sailing culture, there's obviously a lot of drinking and sea shanties and things. Um, uh, and I've always found it quite interesting, other people's relationships really with alcohol, especially around sailing and the dark and stormy cocktail um, and people having rum, especially like from Caribbean. Um, but I always found myself like I grew up um, in an area where we didn't really have many buses or like logistics to get into town. So in my early teens and 20s, when everyone's going out dancing, um, I would just choose to be the designated driver, really. Um, and I love dancing. So I would let other people drink and people were always surprised that I was just life and soul and energize without the alcohol so it was really insightful to see what people's stereotypes are when it comes to, when it comes to alcohol and when you're out dancing or when you're doing things like that uh, around social settings and that relationship and that interconnectedness really yeah yeah brilliant so at any point in your life have you drunk sort of more heavily than that or have you always managed to moderate your drinking I've always fairly been moderate. Um, as I can only count two times when I've been really poorly with alcohol. One of those was a tall ship uh, experience at a Christmas time. Um, and the other time was um, when I was living in... ...to like what people like what people are doing when they're like drinking in a social context and not necessarily peer pressure but that judgment alongside um alcohol and then as I've got older and grown up and um I I changed my relationship with alcohol I had quite a severe illness with encephalitis which was water on the brain and spine and I've made a full pretty much a full recovery although I've officially um still got an, a neurological function disorder in my medical history um I had two years with no alcohol and that's where it completely shifted my like awareness of like the toxins the endocrine disruptors I also became a yoga therapist and like learned how to like 
understand what's really happening in the body and like really immersed myself in like the health and wellness side of things um and especially where I do mountaineering and rock climbing and and like I do a lot of endurance performance uh, training like you have to really be disciplined with like looking after your muscles looking after your body and making sure that you're you're fueling yourself correctly and alcohol naturally is not going to help you with competitions or getting you through your personal best or getting you through certain scenarios um when you're out outdoors and and, and competing in, in fitness competitions things such as like that yeah so um you mentioned that when you got ill you gave up for two years was that sort of a conscious decision or were you advised to give up alcohol when you became ill so I was advised to do that because of the neuropathways rewiring as the consultant explained it and that it was instrumental part of like the health and well-being journey that actually it's good to do to do that um and and I did see the health benefits of that alongside other things that I did, such as the meditation and breath work and things, I could really see a difference. And then when I slowly introduced alcohol again, I have been very, like, I I, I don't drink a lot of um, fizzy, like, Proseccos anymore, like ones with high sulfate content or those with additives in, because I can really tell a difference, like, my biochemistry in my body I can my body straight away says no it's not happening before um I even continue to have a drink yeah so now you obviously you've gone back to drinking slightly um what are you mm -hmm. what drinks are you finding are best or that you're reacting to least um so I tend to stay away from high um, sulfite level um, drinks and I, t I tend to stay away from like cheaper alcohol like wines um, so I will re I will really go and do my research and ask like sommeliers and like I've, I've immersed myself in those kind of like, advisory um, places to see where like high polyphenols are because again with my understanding of high polyphenols that's really good health benefits because um, you can get high polyphenols in whole foods and plants and vegetables but also from the, the making of wine so if I have a little bit of wine um, I tend to go for ones that have got high polyphenol um, um, levels um, and then I stick to a gin and tonic um, because and I'll just have one or two and that's me um really because I find anything else really affects my skin it affects my brain I have brain fog I feel tired for like three or four days um and I know when I speak to other people they really notice a difference as well um from from that yeah I have to say that when I was drinking I could definitely tell the difference if I drank cheap wine versus a better quality mm. And I don't, I know some people say it's because you probably savour the better quality and you don't drink quite as much. Mm. But I have to say that actually for me, I think it was down to the additives that they put in the cheap wine. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely down to processing. Yeah. And that's one thing I found like in terms of like the correlation between that is the processing, the processing techniques. And you can apply that whether it's in alcohol or food and you just have to see the the more processed and the additives that are put into things are actually the ones that are the endocrine disruptors those that are affecting the body and changing the biochemistry and then leading on to health conditions 
um, or feeling like really were and lethargic and feeling the aftermath of, of of those drinks. Yeah. So um, I I have to say I I don't know a huge amount about about these these things. Other alcohol then is there is there stuff to avoid? Is there stuff that you definitely don't go anywhere near beer cider or is it just actually how the alcohol is processed? So from my understanding awareness, so with from the coaching and nutrition that I do within my, my wellness business, um, like I've always found that beer, like I used to drink beer and cider um, when I was younger, um, but the gluten and the wheat and again, the intolerance, it just doesn't sit right and get bloating and things. And for, for people that are trying to improve their health, like, you're better off having something like uh, like a, a gin or a vodka or a lovely no low cocktail by yourself. I love your love your cocktails when we um, when you kindly gave me a, a box um, to share with people. Um, and like, or as I said, like try and go for if you're going for a wine, um, go go for a high polyphenol wine um, and go and speak to like a, a wine sommelier or go down to Majestics or somewhere um like locally to you that has got that knowledge and expertise because they will be able to share that with you um and like i do find it makes a big difference um when it comes it comes to your health and well-being um where if you are someone that sticks to like your uh, spirits and a fizzy drink for example like you're going to have lots of added sugars so not only are you having the effects of the alcohol the sugars are going to affect your blood sugar levels your cholesterol levels your blood pressure and everything else that comes as aftermath of that um yeah and that that's my knowledge as far as it goes with regards yeah. to alcohol yeah no no that's brilliant <laughs> so obviously you've been on a, a massive um health and and wellness journey since your illness mm-hmm. Um, and then um, did that prompt you then to set up your business? Yes, yeah. Um, so lots of people um, definitely feel that I'm embodied by my my brand and it's all about like nature connectedness um, and really seeing that whole person um, like healing process. So looking at your emotional and mental health, but mostly like everyone has good and bad mental health at different points and it's how you nurture that mindset to overcome when you're (coughs) excuse me going through a period of bad mental health that you're like okay how can I make interventions and how can I improve that Um, and then you bring in the physiological side so the exercise the movement um, and I absolutely love sharing everything that I do um, because it's great to see people's transformations and also like people come to me like I don't really have to do much marketing people come to me they know that they what I'm about I live and breathe by Um, and what's really lovely to see um, recently is that there's more emphasis around like the blue zone solution and the nine pillars of, of living and I'm not sure whether you're aware of that Harry but um, I've lived no, by that. No, no, tell, tell us more. Okay, so I'm really, I'm really passionate about this um, from a traveller's point of view because I've been fortunate to go to 100 countries. Um, so there's a fab guy called Dan Butner who's like a sociologist researcher who has spent a long time doing 
a lot of research around people that are um, that, that, that live the longest and are the healthiest and stress-free, basically. And there's five blue zone solutions across the globe. And I've been to two of the five. Um, so there's Sardinia in Italy, Okinawa in Japan, Loma Lina in, uh, Linda in California, um, Icaria in Greece, and Nicoya Peninsula in Costa Rica. And so all of that research has been over overlapped with everything. And there has been there's been so much um, so much evidence uh, aligned with community purpose, food, lifestyle. And it teaches us all about healthy aging. And the, the fundamental thing is like that community and being together. But what Butner's team have identified is the healthy principles called the power of nine. Um, and these are making movement a natural part of your day, which I do as part of like what I share. Um, knowing your sense of purpose and like really like really waking up every day. I'm like, right, what is it? Is my purpose to be a mum? Is my purpose to help one person today? Is my purpose to bring a smile to someone's day? It can be anything, but you know what your sense of purpose is. Um, number three is um, prioritising stress relief. So figuring out like triggers, what are the warning signs and like where are you with what does that look like? How does it show up in your body? And again, it comes back to that intuition and understanding of like, what does it feel like in the body? What are my what is my environment showing with that? Um, the fourth pillar is eating until you're about 80% full. Um, and like living by the 80, 20, um, 20 plan, which is eating a largely plant-based nutrition plan diet. Um, and then the sixth one actually is drinking alcohol med moderation. So they have a concept called wine at five. <laughs> Um, and that's where there's a lot of evidence around that high polyphenols. And out of those five blue zone solutions, especially in Japan and in Sardinia, those two communities have higher levels of like they they consume quite a lot of alcohol. So that's quite interesting too, like for someone that's wanting something to read and, and, and look further, further into this. Um, and the seventh one is around connecting with your community and I'm all about community because you have to have that human connection virtually or in person um, because we are tribal people like we're beings we're cyclical beings we need to be part of that community um, and then family is um, number eight and like whether it's biological or chosen family whatever you you look for like I'm, I'm I'm blessed to have nine godchildren, but I don't have children of myself. Uh, myself, um, and then obviously the ripe old saying of like you choose your you choose your family and friends and things like that. Um, yeah. And then the ninth one is choosing social circles that support healthy behaviors. Behaviors, so like being aware of like who are you surrounding yourself with. Again, just thinking about are those people serving me? Are they adding value to my life? Actually have their values slightly changed and I think for the people that listen into your podcast and, and watch your channel like I think that's a very clear thing that people find really difficult to adjust to when you might have previously been a big drinker and been out in those social circles and then straight away you've made that decision and that choice not to drink as much or completely go alcohol free and then your social group changes and then you're like, I've got, I've lost that infrastructure of friendship and connection. So 
it's I think it's a really great um, a, a great um, research model. Nine, the Nine Pillars of Blue Zone Solution and and Netflix. I don't have a television, but Netflix apparently have got a um, a documentary about it at the moment. And you can also go and get, get go and get Dan Butner's book and read about it. And he also has a fab cookbook as well. I don't have any affiliations with him, but um, <laughs> but it's, really, it's, it's definitely worth the read. Yeah, I just yeah. It, it's one of those things. I'm like, I haven't thought of this. Like everyone says, this is what you live by, Sam, and I just didn't know about him. So yeah, well, so it, it's really cool. And what I know of you, it definitely it sounds like you. You know, <laughs> in the conversations you and I've had, that sounds hmm. yeah. I can see the complete alignment really between the two. So yeah. um, tell me what with um, Nature Nurture Nourish, which is your business, what, what do you mm -hmm. actually do with people then? How do people work with you through your business? So people can um, join my community. I have a free online community through Facebook, um, which I'm just updating at the moment. Uh, I've also got a paid membership which gives people access to different activities and also uh, in-person complimentary events um, uh, and meetups regionally in the UK and further afield. Then I have uh, retreats and expeditions. So I've got ones that people for people that have never camped under the stars or had a cup of tea or hot chocolate around a campfire because that's that's quite a big thing for people that go out their comfort zone and may never have put a pair of walking boots on or some wellies that they've been in their heels if they're business women. Um, and then I've got all the other end of the, uh, the spectrum. I've got luxury retreats that I do. Um, and I'm doing one in um, Ibiza in, in the spring that people can come along to. Um, I also do talks up and down the country as well in the UK. Um, and I'm actually going to um, South Africa next November and I'm doing a wine and wellness um, uh, adventure retreat. So anyone that does drink alcohol um, and drink wine or, or will just be interested in learning about that connection in South Africa, um, we're going to be doing some really cool education around that um, mindfully, but also going out and climbing Table Mountain and going horse riding on the beach um yeah and doing some excellent. cold water well, i mean it's an excellent location to do that yeah yeah <laughs> it's a brilliant location to do it in south africa isn't it you know yeah um excellent so how can people connect with you um the best way for people to connect with me is on instagram at samantha by uk or through facebook which is samantha kendall by brilliant and i will put all of the connections as well in um the notes for the show thank you so much for joining us that's so interesting um and i'm certainly going to go and check out the netflix documentary so thank you very much samantha. and that was stories from my drinking days with samantha Bar. thank you very much thank you